1: Everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Uh, let's just get right into it today because we are joined by two wonderful sisters, the two sisters from the Pop Apologist podcast. We welcome the ones, the onlys,
0: Miss <laughs> Lauren and Chandler Bledsoe. Hello. Wow. Oh my gosh, I don't think we've ever been that enthusiastically introduced in our lives. Like, I don't even think when we came out of our mother's vaginas uh, that there was that much excitement. So thank you. I mean, even when we start our own episodes, we're like, well, 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 we're doing this again. (laughs) I guess we're back.
1: (laughs) Listen, you guys are from the Pop Apologist podcast, and this ain't no joke here today. So welcome. I'm on my first cup of coffee, so bear with me.
0: I'm two cups deep. I'm two cups deep, and I hope to be able to match your energy.
1: Oh, my God. Well, I was just on your podcast, so everyone listening can go and check me out on the Pop Apologist podcast. And, you know, hopefully everyone that listened loved my appearance on your podcast, and now you guys are here. So before we get into all that we got to talk about going on in the Bravo world and reality TV, just question, how do you guys start your podcast? Tell me. I don't know. Okay. And why?
0: Yeah. Wh- wh- how the hell do, did two commoners, you know, two total nobodies decide that the masses needed to hear their voices? Well, first of all, narcissism. Second of all, um, you know, we were just obsessed with pop culture. We actually started in 2016. Um, so this was in the early days of podcasting earlier.
1: That's early. I didn't think you started that. Did you take a break? I thought you started like last <laughs> we did. year. Okay. We, oh, we yes. had a,
0: We had a parent-imposed hiatus after about three months or so of being on the airwaves. Lauren and I were both in college, and our parents were, you know, funding our cell phone bills, amongst other things, Uh, and our our parents were quite embarrassed of our podcast. You know, we talked about things like Orlando Bloom's nudes on the paddleboard, if anybody remembers that iconic moment, Um, and so our parents found out, and our parents are very religious and conservative, and they said, Uh, If you have 24 hours to take down the podcast or else you, we will no no longer pay your cell phone bill. Um, That was enough to deter Lauren and I, we were so broke (laughs) and we said no problem. And then the pop apologist went dark for about four years.
1: I thought you were going to say your parents said, you know, see, like, that's good. My parents, they don't care. They're not embarrassed by anything. We're like, Jews not they're not so liberal but I mean they're divorced and they're totally different but it would just be like well you spend your time doing this and how much money do you make and then they and then they would be like well what in in the beginning I mean now behind the velvet rope is a thing but in the beginning they would be like you know we want to hear about like this is how the Jewish parents think they're like if you can't make the money then why are you out of bed this morning to do this? We don't understand.
0: Our parents are actually the total opposite. Whereas they basically never even talked to us about potentially having a career. It was always like, Oh, don't worry about that. You know, like you're going to find a great husband like, and stay in college as long as possible, have as Mm -hmm. much fun as possible. So when the dark reality crushed us that we had to actually like figure out how to pay for a roof over our heads, uh, it was it was a reckoning. Okay, so at least your parents were in the real world.
1: I don't know. I would have loved for my parents when I was young to just be like, "Sweetie, you're going to find a nice husband. Don't worry about it." I would have been like, "There's hope for me." Instead, here I am, single, and I'm just like a workhorse that works 24 hours a day. So I'm not so sure that my parents did me such well. But I've always said I'm successful in every business I go into, and personally, man it's a mess.
0: Um, well, well, David, you're really hot. Sorry. I'm to interject, but you're like a very good looking man. So how is that possible?
1: Well, first of all, thank you. Second of all, some people do, you know, I have an episode with someone really famous coming up and she has an interesting voice. I'm not going to give it away. And she okay. said, she said on the podcast, she said, I swear to God, you'll hear it when it comes up. It's someone really, it's a big name. And she's like, wait a second. I think I finally understand how people react to me. She's like, cause I have such a strange voice. And then they see me and I'm kind (gasps) of pretty. And she's like, you're really attractive. And I'm like, so I guess based on my voice, I just sound like I am hideous.
0: Oh my gosh. I would never think that first of all. Um, And also who says that? That's so funny. I will say- the voice doesn't match, David. You are yeah. very hot and you definitely have a more eccentric voice compared to how hot you are. So well,
1: feel free to, you know, sl- slide into my DMS and start with a list. You can show me pictures. You can shot me off. Feel free to send my pictures to anyone you like. I mean, I'm available, sweetie.
0: Okay. We'll blast you. We'll blast you on our, on uh-huh. our IG.
1: COVID has taught me like, man, it's maybe, maybe those people that are settled down have they're, they're not so dumb after all, (laughs) you know, as you spend many days alone at the beginning of COVID. So yeah. Well, thank you for the compliment. You guys are both gorgeous too. Where are you getting You're in New York, right?
0: I'm in New York. Yes. I'm in gorgeous Midtown. um, Times Square is just a a stone's throw. I, I just moved here for the summer. Did not realize how close my apartment that I was subletting was to Times Square, but I'm really close to the Applebee's and the Olive Garden. If you ever want to go, you know, drinks on me. Listen,
1: (laughs) You say that as a joke, but let me tell you, I have a secret, like, low-end side. I don't even know if it's Great. such a secret. I <laughs> love a good, I've been to that Red Lobster in Times Square, honey. Let's go. The days that you just want to roll out of bed and throw on sweats, and you're just like, I just want to drink. Like, I don't care right. about looking pretty. These are the places you attend.
0: I want a Bloomin' an Onion, and I want a blue cocktail. And that's, yeah. that's all I want in this life. It's a simple ask. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not a bad way to go. You see all the Mm -hmm. tourists, you feel good about yourself for a few minutes. Right. All right. So let's get into it. Well, your podcast is great and everyone needs to listen. And I loved having you. Thank you. So thank you. Now I want to start with Roni. Let's start with the Real Housewives of New York. I mean, everyone is screaming. We have a crisis on our hands. And I guess my first question is, do we have a, listen, and here, this is a safe space, ladies, this is a safe space. So we're all, we're honest here. Do we have a crisis on our hands?
0: Um, Bethany Frankel needs to fly in on a jet. I guess she's already there in New York, so she doesn't necessarily need to fly in, but she needs to be wearing a, this is a crisis t-shirt on Instagram and saving (laughs) The Real Housewives of New York. I understand that the, the the building collapse in Miami is super tragic. But once that situation has been resolved, she has a new mission. Okay. Because yes, we absolutely have a crisis. Be strong needs to step in.
1: Well, you know, did you see her latest Instagram post? It's very cryptic.
0: No. I well,
1: I, I maybe I could pull it up. It says like, basically, you know, like there was rumors First of all, I don't think Andy Cohn cares. I don't think Bravo cares. I think, you know, I've had enough people on my podcast that have trashed Bravo to high end. And I think you can go back despite what you say. I mean, okay. Tamara was, Tamara was on my podcast for two episodes and she didn't really trash it, but she didn't say the greatest things. And here she is going back. You know, there's just these rumors over the years that Bethany really, you know, like, you know, blah, blah. You know, she's put down housewives. Everyone knows that, but I don't think Andy cares. And I don't think Bravo cares. I think you can say anything you want in this business. Like money talks. This is what mm-hmm. I've learned after two years of being the host of the behind the velvet Rope podcast. I could almost say anything and people don't even fucking care. They still will come on my show. Oh, kind of not really, but Bethany made a very cryptic post that like, she would not be successful. It wasn't like gushing, but it was like very business. Like I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for Bravo. And I have nothing but great things to say. So, okay, let's, let's in one sentence undo all the harm. And she's like, it was a very, you know, exciting. It was a time in life and it's got me to where it is. And she's like, and this is an exciting time too. So now people are reading into like, does that mean she's moved on? Or does that mean this is exciting? Hint, hint, hint. Negotiations have begun.
0: Did you watch her off my seat? If that's the case, Uh, sorry to be crass, but I, I thought that we forever were saying goodbye. To Bethany Frankel. I thought well, she's above it. She's interviewing Hillary Clinton on her podcast. But, or is she teasing out another stupid HBO show? You know, that's like, that's what I would presume. I doubt she's going back on Housewives. I bet she has some new show, some, you know, something nobody's going to watch.
1: I would doubt it too. Like, I agree with both of you. I agree with Lauren that I really was like, no, no, no. Like, the, f- the few people that I can tell you will never come back, Bethany is at the top of the list. I agree. I don't think she's coming back. I don't, but I do. I mean, her show fails. Let's just be honest. You can can say that you've walked away from Mark Burnett and HBO Max to do your podcast, (laughs) but
0: that's what we're going to do. We're going to walk away from HBO to do this podcast, (laughs) right? Like those of us that have a follow the money. (laughs) Exactly.
1: know exactly how that works. So I don't know. I, I don't know, but I don't think she's coming back, but I do think that when she wanted to stay, apparently she wanted $5 million and they were like, you're crazy. But you look at like a candy Burris who apparently gets like two something high twos. That's the rumor.
0: Here's the, here's the, here's the real deal, David. Tell me. Okay. Bethany Frankel obviously is rich enough that she does not need the money. And even $5 million for Bethany Frankel is not actually going to move the needle wealth wise. So it's an ego thing, but beyond that, she, If she ever comes back, it's because she's addicted to fame and she loses relevance by every second she's not on that show because the HBO Max show was ridiculous. If you saw the opening episode where she takes out basically like the Leonardo da Vinci map of her brain and how brilliant she is, this is, <laughs> this is Bethany. This is the storehouse. This is the workhouse. This is the railroad, but you know, like it was, it was this map of her empire. It was so contrived and ridiculous. It was one of the worst shows I've ever seen. And I do think that her notoriety and relevance diminishes by the second that she's not on housewives. And when you're not on TV, I think that I, I just think that she feels it slipping away. And so if she ever comes back, it will be purely for fame.
1: Well, I mean, you know, let's just call a spade a spade. I do think that she is addicted to fame. Yeah. She's a business person and blah, 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 but she likes the fame. I'm going to be honest with you.
0: Well, and, and (laughs) honestly, like, what is she doing in the business world? Like, what is she doing right now in the business world? Selling skinny girl jeans and like revolutionizing plus size, plus size jeans under a skinny girl brand. Like her brands are ridiculous. Like she's living off the money from Jim Beam, obviously, and investments. And what else is there to do, really? Popcorn can only go, selling popcorn can only take you so far, David.
1: This is true. And, you know, I recently had Mr. Wonderful on, Mr. Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. And I don't know if you saw it went viral I mean, of course I asked him about Bethany and yeah. had a viral moment where he's like, you know, she's listen, Kevin O'Leary is, it was one of the, everyone listen, it's one of the best episodes I love. Cause you could, I asked him business advice, like legitimate business advice, but he was being nice. And he's like, you know, yeah, she's a crazy chicken. And you like, And I'm like, well, okay. You know, Thanks, but I need a little more details like on a scale of one to ten let's just break this down and he's like you know how they say like on a scale from one to ten like she's an 11 he's like on a scale from one to ten she's a 15 of crazy chicken oh my god and I'm like you're such a nice guy you're really basically (laughs) calling her fucking insane is really what you're (laughs) calling her and he has a deal with her he has an investment with her so it's like he has something with her in the real world and he's like interesting I don't know if the sharks are rolling out the red carpet for Bethany anymore.
0: Yeah. I actually know someone who, and I'll keep names and everything out of it, who used to be her social media, like coordinator, one of her interns. And yeah, she basically said it was like even worse than like the TV showed and the TV showed crazy, crazy. So I can only imagine.
1: What did she say?
0: Um, I mean, just that like trying to I actually only worked for her for like, you know, under six months. But that it was like those couple of months were some of the most hellish times and that it was like absolutely insane.
1: Like did Bethany just call it all hours? Like do this, do this, do this.
0: Yeah. And I think just like maybe not fully understanding the job description, like, and what, what those, what it means and what it doesn't mean, that type of thing.
1: Huh. So I don't know. I mean, I agree that she won't come back, but I think she... I guess she would save the show, right? Like, would she save it, or have people? She would have,
0: She would. The save world the
1: hasn't changed that much, right? Like yeah. Bethany would be welcome.
0: The Bethany has a wit that goes that's like so far beyond any other housewife that's been on any any of the franchises we watch. We don't watch all the franchises, but truly, I think Bethany is so hilarious. And it's such interesting observations. And I think that she truly thinks she's better than all of the other housewives, probably for good reason. I mean, look at her business success. So I think that absolutely. I think that she would absolutely save the show. Absolutely. She'd be Jesus Christ to Real Housewives of New York City. She would say. And Bethany's level of wealth is so fascinating to watch. I I feel like all of the housewives have uh, New York housewives have downsized apartment wise. And that's actually been really depressing for me as a viewer to see, like, (laughs) I don't want to see a one bedroom in Midtown. Like I already lived that life. I want to see them. I want to see her like, you know, elevators open up into her sprawling department store size, you know, apartment.
1: Having her come down to the white Escalade, you know, Mm -hmm. the driver. yeah. 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 I, I agree. I think she would save it. I agree with her wit. I mean, it's just like, it's almost like you feel like saying to her, like, stop fighting it. Like you have, mm-hmm. the you have the money from selling skinny girl, the mm-hmm. liquor part of it. This is your, listen, this, this is not for everyone. This is your true calling in life. You can sleep on the job while they're filming right. and open your eyes and say one sentence and it is so yes, witty. And it is, it is, it is on point and the self depth, like there's something about her that it's just like, she cuts through the bullshit. She's like, mm-hmm. and it's funny. And she does it to herself too. That's what it is. It's funny.
0: I mean, I was watching, okay, I was watching the, the, re, the season two reunion last night, actually. And when she calls out Kelly Benzema for essentially pretending to be like this, like hippie dippy bohemian doing cartwheels, driving a pickup truck when really she's living in a $15 million house in the Hamptons. Like she's just, like you said, she cuts through the noise. She exposes people for who they are. And I think that it's what makes her like such a talented t- television personality. Yeah,
1: and it's not like she's down to earth. It's not like she's gonna go be hippie dippy, but like she'll say, like, just cut the shit. Like, this is not how the average hippie dippy is living. You're in the Hamptons, like at Le Biblioke, and you know, you're living in a $15 million house and you take a car service everywhere. So just be honest. You're not a woman of
0: the people, totally.
1: It's funny. Now, if Bethany came back, okay, well, before we get there, let's get into why, why is this off the rails? Is it for the obvious reasons that the whole world thinks so? Like, do you think it's off the rails that it's because of ebony and po- politics and all of that?
0: I mean, I personally think, first of all, how long have we been in Salem, Massachusetts? First <laughs> of all, I feel like we've been in Salem, Massachusetts since like, I don't know, 300 AD at this point. We're never going to leave that dimly lit hotel. It's a purgatory.
1: Just call it the Real Housewives of Mass, man. <laughs>
0: um, okay, but but on a b- zooming out, the reason why this show sucks now is because instead of it being about like the eccentric personalities and actual lives of rich women, and 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 like some friction that happens between them naturally and organically, it's transitioned to being a an ensemble cast. That's basically all about made up bullshit drama between each other, and it's just lost all of the charm, all of the realness. And like I was okay, I was watching the scene. I think it was season it's season two of Roni, where uh, where. Ramona says to Luann, you married a man twice your age. Like she lets that slip. And it's this glorious moment of like a friend saying something that they shouldn't have. And it's embarrassing. And Luann really gets upset and you watch as they work it out. And by the end of the scene, they've worked it out. Well, cut to now, you know, 2021 housewives, that one content that would have been, or a comment that would have been content for the entire season. Right, and that would have been a fight for the entire season. Like we're just watching an ensemble cast of basically actors thrown together or women thrown together, and it's not about their lives; it's just about fake drama. And it's uh, it's really, really unfortunate.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I don't even know if we might have talked this about this on your podcast, but like, I don't know, I forgot if you watched like Bling Empire on Netflix, which was phenomenal. It literally think i mean the movie crazy rich asians think that in reality one of them was apparently even in the mix for beverly hills housewives at one point christine it's like these people this group of asian friends was so fucking wealthy yeah there was no like dorit and pk or it's it was real money there's no scandals that have come out but it was like (laughs) it was like this i'm not joking one the, the girl that was, it was like not even anything was like a heiress worth billions. This one's worth 10. I mean, we're talking, some people had was worth billions yeah. and then others were worth like $500 million. That is what, you know, and then there was like, oh my God, is this tone deaf in, during COVID? No, actually it was very highly rated. People want to escape. So like pick mm-hmm. a lane and stay mm-hmm. in there. And so like, to your point, like what you were saying, um, was, right. Like these are normal apartments for anyone that doesn't live in New York. We could all have Sonia's apartment. We could all have Luann's apartment. No offense to those. I mean, I understand that it's still better than like 98% of the real world lives, but it's not, I mean, this is New York. There is filthy, there's Beverly Hills money here in New York. Mm -hmm. Times like, not like, oh, there's a one woman in the corner. It's like, there's, thousands and thousands and thousands of women with a bazillion trillion billion dollars, private planes that would want to be on this show. There's a lot yeah, that would love to be famous, yes, but there's right? plenty and, that would.
0: And I think when you hit that level of wealth, you don't care to some degree. If you say something that, you know, everybody hates, you don't care if you get canceled to some degree. And I think that we can feel a little bit how much these cast members need this paycheck. And so they are tiptoeing or, you know, making sure that they're doing everything the producers say or whatever. I mean, there's just not that level of degaff that frankly, I like to see in my reality TV. Also, I mean, I think that for seasons and seasons, we were just spoiled. We had Luann's getting arrested, Luann's family drama, marrying Tom, Tom cheating. Like there was just action-packed seasons with a great cast. And now I just like think in the last like couple of years, like the drama has really been... On a downside, and you know, we we were just spoiled, and I don't know how to get back to it. Did you also see real quick what Jill Zarin said about? I know your thoughts about Jill Zarin, but what she said about why the show is the ratings are crashing.
1: I kn- I saw it because this podcast is quoted in it. Believe it or not, this this is the great thing. Let me tell you something. We'll take a five second aside. The great. <laughs> thing about being in the press all the time is there are articles that are then written like I, to- I think I told you this, I don't know if I told you this but like Heather Dubrow going back to the housewives which I mean Heather was on my show a year ago every article if you google Heather there's like a million articles it brings up this podcast when she was here a year ago and she said never say never it That is literally, out of all the places she said this, this podcast has become the the quote. Same thing with this Jill Zarin article. Has nothing to do with me. It then says, every article at the end, it says, and Luanda de Lesseps was recently on the behind. I mean, it's not like I, I pay these people. I'm minding my own business and my <laughs> Google alerts are going off. And it's like Luanda de Lesseps was recently on the Behind the Velvet World podcast and said she would love for Tinsley or Aviva to come back. And I'm like, these are just the gifts that keep giving. Right, but yes, right. I did see that about Jules Aaron. I did.
0: And do you agree? So we can top line what she said, but basically it was just that you know the show is faltering because we're not seeing husbands and we're not seeing like the family dynamics that people really come for. And I agree to some degree. I don't know about you guys.
1: Like I agree and I don't agree. And it's not just because I can't stand Jules Aaron, because I can't (laughs) stand Jill Zaren. It's like I mean, yes, I get it. I have someone on my show next week who's rumored to be in the mix for New York Housewives who has a husband. And we talk about that, about how like you would be, probably this is helping you. But I feel like yes, or like just go the other way. You know what I mean? I feel like it could be the exception, like Sex and the City, but this cast has gotten it wrong now somehow. But I I, I agree. I don't disagree with you.
0: Well, I think, I think like, okay, remember when they, they actually went on vacation, they showed Simon and Alex and St. Bart's on in vacation by themselves. Once the last time they have filmed just one family on, on vacation somewhere else, they've flown production to wherever they are to get them to, you know, film them in an exotic location to actually film their lives. That's the extent they were trying in the beginning. And I think that, No longer do we see any of those kind of more private domestic scenes and scenes between families. It's all about the ensemble and how and the drama between the ensemble. And I think people really do miss watching like wealthy families be wealthy together. I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing to witness. And I think we miss it. Also, if we're going to have single women on the show, which is fine and great, I want to see them dating. I want to see them like trying to date and getting, you know, rejected or whatever. Like I want to see it all. We don't see anything from Leah's love life. I mean, we just hear about this pastry, cannoli, whatever the hell guy, crepe. I don't know. I don't remember, (laughs) but some sort of bread maker. yeah, I want to see that. Pita. (laughs) Just went through all the breads.
1: (laughs) No, but you're right. Like, I mean, who, I mean, Luann just had an alone scene with Victoria recently about Being an alcoholic, but you're right. Like, we don't see alone scenes Mm -mm. that much for any of these women.
0: And I think it's laziness. I really think it's laziness. I don't always think, I don't think it's necessarily just a casting problem. I think it's a producer problem. I think they, it's just so much easier to have a form. Like, It's so much easier as an employee to just have a formula and to execute on the formula than to be creative and do the work to follow these people 24-7 to find the golden idiosyncratic eccentric moments. And they're just not doing that work anymore.
1: So do we think that this has gone off the rails, you know, because of all the politics that are apparently being discussed? Or is it, is that the biggest reason?
0: Yes, 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 a hundred percent. The viewers are not tuning in to a CBS, you know, one-hour special on race in America. They're turning tuning into the Real Housewives of New York City, and I don't think they want to hear about it. I just don't. I think that people want to. It's like it's like people want to have those conversations and learning and do that work in private, in a different mode. They're not sitting down on their sectional to watch you know, discussions on really important subjects by the Real Housewives of New York City. That's just not what they come there for.
1: And then I wonder, like, how did we get here? Like, you know, because now there is, you know, there's all those, oh, Ebony ruined it, Ebony ruined it. I'm just saying that that's what everyone says. And then did you see recently, Ebony says, you know, fuck off. Like, why are you blaming me? This is on the producers. Which that's a slippery slope when you start blaming production and Bravo. If you mm-hmm. want my opinion. just a
0: bad look in your second season.
1: First,
0: oh right, right, right.
1: But I know this season is going on so long; it feels like a second. It feels season. like the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like I just wonder, like if. Because listen, you can have a diverse cast. Like I watch Big Brother. Big Brother is the most diverse cast it's ever been. They don't have one black person. They don't have one gay person. This season, they have all sorts of black people, all sorts of gay people. This one's lesbian. This one's bi. This one's half Ethiopian and half Indian. It's like, it is a fully integrated cast without making an announcement. And you're like, I've never seen a cast on Big Brother this integrated before. Obviously we're caught catching up to the times. There was a way to make a divert, like look, like Salt Lake. There's a way to make. Mm -hmm. So it's like, did they say to Ebony, this is your mission in life or is it just that this is ebony's mission like she's has said this is my life's work she says things like that i'm not coming for ebony she was on the show and i fucking love her i'm just saying like i wonder if it's just this is who ebony is
0: seeking the truth never gets old
1: Or like the producer said, this needs to be a topic of discussion.
0: Um, it, I, it's like, I don't, Chandler, do you have an opinion on this? Because I personally feel like whether the producers put it in her ear or whether this is coming like from the depths of Ebony's heart, I couldn't say, I can't solve that mystery. But I, but I do think it's interesting that Ebony was like a Fox News anchor loving on Trump at one point in time. So it's, I think it's a strange evolution to now be like, no, her main mission is a different, you know, a totally different agenda. And so I don't know if it was, you know, to gain, you know, public, uh, public opinion or to just like capitalize on the moment and time she was in, or if it truly like, you know, if it truly is just what she believes, and what she wants to talk about all the time. And if that's the case, great. Like, you know, joined, join go back to being a news anchor. Don't be a real housewife of New York City. I I think it's a response on the production and on Ebony's end to the moment in time, what you said. I think they probably started filming very quickly after, you know, everything happened last summer and with Black Lives Matter. And I think it was just, we have to show up in this moment, like a lot of brands and people felt like they had to do. And I think that that's, you know, that's what led to this whole storyline and this edit um, being really politics heavy.
1: I agree with all that. And just something to think about. And then I have some other questions. But like if, and I'm not saying she's the ideal either, but like imagine if this job went to because I know other people that were in the mix for this particular job, but just okay. let's let's forget about these people. Let's what if this job went to Berchon? I mean, imagine how different it would be this season. What, or 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 would it? Would it we be still be here? And I'm not saying here is bad. I'm just saying. That's just something to think of.
0: I like Bershawn. I would kind of like that. I think it would have been a much better season if it had gone to Bershawn, for sure, without a doubt.
1: That's what a lot of people say. I mean, Bershawn says, I mean, this is a direct quote, kind of. I'm rephrasing it, but she'll say, like, I don't disagree with Ebony's anything Ebony is saying at all. I Mm -hmm. just, my style is different She says, I mean, she said this to me personally, like go out and, you know, like get to be friends with people and then on, you know, explain the world rather than just say, here's how it all works.
0: So I think we would have a
1: different season. I do. I'm not coming for anyone. I'm just, I have have one
0: conspiracy theory and that is that Leah and Ebony teamed up and we're like, our storyline is that we are woke and everyone on this cast is old and outdated and antiquated and maybe a little bit racist or ha- at least have like those, you know, inherent beliefs. And we're going to, you know, make sure that like that's our storyline. I mean, I don't know if it was that clear cut of a conversation, but like that's what's happening.
1: Right. And they, if you're saying that, because I'm not disagreeing that they took that, I mean, I doubt it would be Ebony because it's her first season, but they, took that upon themselves like oh Mm -hmm. we are this is it like we are gonna we are here for 30 years we are gonna this season we are superstars
0: yeah yes no i mean the scene in ramona's apartment where ebony is wanting to talk to her about politics that was ebony trying to get ramona fired 100 i i just do not believe that I don't believe that she was having that conversation in good faith. I think it was purely because she knew that, you know, the masses and the mobs would come after Ramona if she let slip that she's a conservative. And so she was trying to needle her and get that out of her at one way or the other. And I just, you know, I think that Ramona singer is like one of the, one of God's greatest gifts to reality television. And so (laughs) that really hurt my soul when she tried to take her off our screens
1: yes and yes and I don't think it works like Andy has even said like Kelly and I do believe this I mean listen I think Kelly Dodd is fired because Heather Dubrow is back it's that simple I'm not saying Kelly would have come back for sure but I really don't think you know saying to Andy well you don't like me because I like Trump at the reunion and wearing her drunk wives matter I don't think that's why Kelly got fired I think Bravo's like you know, I think they read the comments, but they don't listen. I mean they they if I think if you're inherently disliked as a person and people can't relate to you like Bronwyn, then that surely helps you get fired. But I think with Kelly, when lots of people love her and then a lot of mm-hmm. people are like, she loves Trump, I don't think Bravo cares. They're like, well, you're allowed to have an opinion in this country so I mean i I think that yes, but i don't I don't disagree with you that this all happened. And it sounds like you think it stems from Leah, the like, cam coming up with this plan, yeah. so to speak. Yeah,
0: that would be. Like, I mean, I would venture a guess. Only have only the hiring of Heather Page Kent Dubrow could provoke you or motivate you to fire Kelly Dodd, a woman who calls one of the other housewives, dads, big dick daddy. Okay. (laughs) That's the only, that's the only reason Kelly Dodd was an excellent housewife. I know that we talked about how she does steal the scenes a lot, but she's a hell of a lot more entertaining than 90% of the women on Real Housewives of Orange County. And so I, I agree with you. I think that she was fired to get Heather Page Kent and yeah, And And, you know what? That's a trade I'm willing to make because I love Heather Dubrow so fucking much. Paige Kent, Heather Paige.
1: So much. And don't kid yourself. Like I think Ramona and we'll get into it. I mean, I don't think Ramona and Luann and stuff are touchable. I don't know. But I think if Bethany came back, don't kid yourself. They, she would, they would listen. She could say, I want this one gone Mm -hmm. and that's. I'll sign the contract. Whoever that is, you better duck for cover because you might be gone. I mean, I think if it were Ramona, they would say, honey, we got to talk. How, how much we will give you extra money? Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of that, so then there was this, you know, okay, if Leah came up with this and let's get Ramona fired, then there's this rumor that Ramona is getting fired. And now there's this other rumor. We see that, you know, Leah leaked this to the press, maybe Dorinda leaked it all these people leaked this to the press. I mean, do we, are we worried about Ramona getting fired? Cause I, I'm not, I don't think it's happening. I think 0% chance.
0: Well, Frankly, I'm that... more worried about. Oh, go ahead. No, go oh, ahead, Jen. Honestly, yeah, I'm not worried about Ramona getting fired. She is an excellent housewife. While she is like a one-trick pony, I think people still really enjoy wa- watching her. Sonia, on the other hand, is someone who I think is in the like line of fire because she's a one-trick pony. But like, it's more depressing and pathetic to watch than Ramona.
1: I oh, no, and then I'll let you go. I before like at the first episode of this season, I said to everyone, including certain people that were on the New York Housewives, that are housewives, <laughs> I said, my, "This is my prediction. I'm just I, sometimes I'm wrong. I'm all wrong a lot." I said, "My prediction is the person out of this cast that will go first is Sonya." Nobody listened to me. I had arguments with the New York Housewives. And I said that, oh, she's a fan. I'm like, it doesn't. And then after the first episode when Lumona was born, I was like, oh, 100%. I am correct. Sonia is leaving. Mm -hmm, She's mm -hmm. going to be the first one fired, And I stand by that. I, I still, and now as the season goes on, I'm like, hmm, I was right. But go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, no,
0: I think that I disagree. I don't think Ramona is a one trick pony. I do think that she has a very eccentric personality and it just comes out in many iterations and many forms all the time. And it's very hilarious to witness. I think that Sonia has become a caricature of herself. So when it first began and she had all the interns and she was so wacky, it was so funny to watch. And it was almost like when you saw the scene this season of her in the bathtub, she's like, can't operate the iPad. Mm-hmm. It, she, it was almost like she was playing herself. That was what, that was what I felt. And, and it's, it's just become not interesting to watch anymore. And I think that's unfortunate because I do believe that she needs the paycheck from the show, but I don't think that it's a, it's honestly providing much value anymore in the way that Ramona singer continues to pr- provide value scene after scene, season after, see- after season.
1: I totally agree with a 100% all of that. I've said that to me, Even in the confessionals, I feel that Sonia is playing herself. I don't feel, I feel like she is playing this up and Mm -hmm. it's not okay anymore. It's right. You're a one trick pony and you have nothing else going on in your life at all. And the difference is if you think about it, Ramona, as this is going to be an insane statement, Ramona blends more than Sonia Ramona, throw a new person at Ramona And she gets how the game works. And she's like, Mm -hmm. this person was cast. Like she gets that. She can blend more than Sonia. Sonia, if she doesn't like you, is just going to be like, who the fuck is this? And it's like, Sonia, you better shut up because this is don't stick out. Remember Vicky Gumbelson? (laughs) Just don't stick out too much, honey. That's how I I don't don't think Sonia blends. And I think Ramona blends more.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ramona blends more. And, you know, Sonia, I think there are very interesting parts of her life, but she just does like, you know what, Sonia, if you really need this paycheck, tell us why the fuck you got divorced. Okay. Tell us what really happened with John Quincy Morgan. That's, that's what will keep, get secure. You and a new, another season. You're never getting back together. It's not like there's any hope of that. It's not like you reveal it on the show, you know, and suddenly an engagement is off. Um, I, spill the tea, go on dates and show us what dating is like at this age. But no, we just get her, you know, being wacky and kooky and, you know, getting really drunk and sad. And that can only be entertaining for like a couple episodes until it gets boring or a couple seasons maximum. I will say Sonia has never looked better. She looks incredible. I will just say that. I think
1: Luann and Ramona, all, all three of them look great.
0: They all look amazing,
1: but I agree. And like, there's no growth. Like, yes, we had gifts with Luann falling in a, a like a bush and you got married to Tom. It's like, so Luann's different. Cause she, but even now Luann is going through it and now she's sober and like, that's not so easy. And she has wine and like Ramona is different. I mean, she's the same Ramona, but she's Sonia. There's no divorce, marriage, d- dating. Mm-hmm. There's no evolution. I feel like she's too far gone as a person to like, sh- have any evolution or like learn and understand, like you don't have to change, but I mean, I don't know. I would hate to I say mean, I'm the same person as I was five years ago for better or worse. I just feel like right. I'm different every year.
0: The fact that she hasn't moved out of the apartment that she's always been in is like a microcosm for her entire storyline and develop character development.
1: She's stuck. Well, I mean, if Leah did orchestrate this plan to fire Ramona it seems like it's backfiring because people are not loving Leah and people are. I mean, listen, if everyone is saying that this show is too political and I just wanna see a bunch of like wealthy older white women running around, I mean, Ramona must just be like, she played this well.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that people see right through it. And I don't think that everyone watching Housewives. Is as woke as Leah and yeah. Ebony think. I think the, the part of the audience that isn't woke turned off, turned it off. And are just like, no, you know, they're already, they don't want to hear about it in their normal lives. So they're not gonna tune in. And that was the mistake that Leah made. She thought that everyone thought like her. And it, that's not the case at all, especially the demographic that watches Housewives.
1: And then to that effect, like she tried to hijack, she did the same thing, I guess, than then Bronwyn was accused of doing is like hijacking the show and just saying like, I'm going to produce this show and take it over and and figure out how to steer this ship. Honey, it does not, you will never outsmart a network. It, It won't work. You will never win against a network ever period. The end.
0: Well, let me ask you a piercing question, David, what the, what is interesting about Leah's life? What, what's interesting. She's not that rich. Okay. And I think that is captivating to witness on screen. Um, She doesn't have a relationship to follow her relationship with her daughter is, you know, it's very good. It's not fun television to watch. She lives in a very modest apartment for, you know, when we're talking about housewives, there's nothing really to follow like the fake conversion to Judaism. I mean, Leah, Leah could have been a Bethany where she could have been a really great chorus. She could have owned the fact that she wants to be rich. Like you talked about on our podcast and been like, Hey, like I'm hustling. I'm going to be a great success. I will be wildly successful. I will be on the cover, you know, of a Hamptons magazine. Like I am going for this, but she isn't like, she doesn't provide that value that Bethany provided as like the underdog in the first couple seasons of Roni.
1: Totally. And like, I feel, and mind you, Yes, I feel the demographic for Housewives is, like, into the Ramona. But, like, I'm all for, like, a diverse cast. Totally. Right. And I'm not even saying I'm as bothered as everyone in the world about this season. But I'm just saying, like, I do think that if Ebony comes back, they will say, no, no talk. No. Or she oh, really? Talk. I mean, I don't know. I think they'll edit it all out. And they'll have, like, you know, there's a way, I'm telling, like, again, like, big big brother or like Salt Lake housewives. I'm all for diversity. New York is very diverse. I'm not saying before everyone listens to this and comes for, you know, me or us and says like, oh, no, have as much diversity as you want. There's a way to have diversity and just go out and have fun and like have a storyline. Well, I mean, and I'm not saying that I mind anything Ebony's doing, but I can tell you the people do because they're not watching.
0: I mean, look at the way Garcelle is beloved, okay? Garcelle Mm -hmm. is a beloved cast member on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I love Garcelle. And her storyline isn't about identity politics. It's about just her life and her interaction with the women. And so, yeah, diversity is so great. I I love a diverse cast. I love a Mary on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It's not about, you know, it's not about not having a diverse cast. It's just about, you know, the content that they actually bring. Well, and I think that, like garcelle does like you know she does talk about race and she does like bring up these issues but i think um to me like on new york it does really feel like ebony and leah are out for blood a little bit as a duo together and i don't think that garcelle brings that type of energy
1: i mean and that's the thing like i agree with like what you were saying um what you were saying lauren about like leah like if this were authentic and people felt it was authentic with Leah, that's one thing, but right. Like I would rather have you say, I went, like she alluded to this for a minute. Like I went to this school and everyone pulled up in a Bentley and I took the bus and that has shaped me as an adult. And I have Mm -hmm. issues with that. And I still think of myself as like the poor girl and I just good or bad aspire to be Tinsley. This is my aspiration because of my childhood and maybe that's not right. Cause that's what I think. I think that is the real Leah. And this is great. And let me hold on for dear life. And I want money and I want fame and I want a house in the Hamptons and I secretly want to be Ramona and Tinsley. (laughs) And that is a story to me. And like, That's a story feeling less than, Mm -hmm. and you shouldn't just because you have less money. But when maybe you were growing up, which she alluded to this, that she got off the bus and saw the rich cars, maybe this has shaped you as an adult. And maybe it's an issue you have to work out that you're looking up and you really want this life and there's nothing wrong. That's the difference. Bethany says, I want to be a fucking rich bitch.
0: Exactly. And Alex and Simon, they're buying $20,000 dresses and living in a house, you know, that's like un- actually unfit for human it's dwelling. Gonna,
1: it's going to fall apart. Yes.
0: <laughs> that's it's good television.
1: Yeah. And, so just yeah. admit it, Leah, just admit that you, because at night, when we look at your Instagram, I mean, I I know where you are, honey. I'm, I'm in New York, right down the street. You're at LaBible with Tinsley. And then you're here and just
0: admit that that is the life yeah. you want. It's okay. One thing I want to say- about garcelle to chandler's point the way garcelle discussed the fact that kyle accused her of not paying that amount to charity and the reason why that impacted her that was a, a like a masterclass in and not that i need to prescribe how to discuss race as a white person i'm not trying to do that but i'm just trying to say if we want to talk about like how those conversations and lessons can be learned by viewers that the way garcelle handled that and really showed how it impacted her and why it hurt her That was like a perfect, you know, confluence of discussions about race and housewives. But the way Ebony and Leah are going about it, it just feels like manufactured.
1: Do you think, I mean, we never would have said this in the beginning of the season, but I mean, do you think this is enough to put Leah in jeopardy this soon? Like who, who do you think, what do you think is going to happen with this cast next year?
0: I mean, if Chan, go ahead. No, you go. Uh, Well, then,
1: what should happen too?
0: If I was in charge, I would fire everyone but Ramona, and I would find completely new people who actually have interesting lives and are and are actually connected. Because I'm actually, I'm positive that Ramona has a bunch of friends who would be excellent housewives and who.
1: She does. I I I know the group
0: yeah she does and she i'm sure they they can they she probably has friends across the spectrum bring back Bershawn. bring back Ramona, and then recast with people with family with actual families they live with with houses in the hamptons with interesting lives film them going to social events let's just go back to what this show actually was created to be and then also you know we should, we can pray to god above that bethany That Bethany. um, I looked up her middle name last night. I think it's Rhonda. Bethany Rhonda. uh, Bethany Rhonda Frankel comes back. (laughs) Sweet.
1: What about you, Chandler?
0: Um, I agree to that. I would not do a full sweep, though. I would I would not lose the land because. to to what we've been saying, she blends. I also think she's a great personality. I like watching her, literally, I like the way she moves. I think like her body always feels so tall and awkward in like the most fascinating way. And like, I like seeing her just continue to get better looking as like this (laughs) seasons go on. Um, So I would keep Loanne. I I don't know, like I I want Leah to learn her lesson and I want her to become this Carol-Bethany hybrid where she's just the quippy, funny, younger person but I don't know if we're going to get that.
1: I mean, as far as a full sweep, I've never called for one except for orange County. I I stand by it. I think they should have let every single person go from orange County. I mean, sorry, Shannon and Emily and
0: mm-hmm. Gina,
1: I'm shocked. They have a job for this. I would keep, I agree more with Chandler. I would definitely <laughs> keep Ramona. I think Ramona, listen, even when you're telling Ebony, you don't want to talk about race. No, the world didn't backfire on you, Ramona. It's very funny. It's very mm-hmm. funny the way that she is physically. And th- <laughs> here's, here's the thing. This is what I said before. The fact that like we're doubting Sonia's legitimacy in those confessionals and in the bathtub and she's playing herself. Here's what I'm, I'm not shocked that Ramona is saying the things she's saying. I'm mm-hmm. shocked that she's saying them on TV. So that to me makes me like her, like whether you are a Trumper or not, like you are yourself and that's Mm -hmm. all I care about. Like for housewives or any reality, like Ramona is sticking, like, so good for her for being like. I'm just shocked she's doing it in front of cameras. Like, she's just like, why do we have to talk about this? Why do we have, so whether we should be talking about race or not is another story, but Ramona doesn't think so. And would we, of course she doesn't think so. That's Ramona. So she's sticking to herself and she's being herself. So that's why I think you don't let her go. And she's humorous. And I do think she's a gift from above when it comes to reality TV. I would definitely keep Luann also. Not just just because I know her and she was on this podcast. I think Luann is when she does, she's just like, You said like, she's humorous when she does a one-liner, she still is the countess. And she's just like, (laughs) darling, like we do not insult one in one's house. You know this, this is, this is true Luann. It's not an act. And so Luann believes all the things that are just coming out of her mouth. And it's just Luann is great TV. And I think she blends throw, throw it. She does blend. Whoever comes. So I think Luann stays and I think she's interesting to watch and she's funny, and I would actually keep Ebony and just really. I, I'm not sure that this was all. I mean, uh, again, I don't mind all the talk she's doing, but I think that I think there's Ebony could be throw it back, have a drink, and just have like drama. Like I think Ebony could be a, a
0: housewife,
1: a true. Oh, I totally housewife. disagree. So lose totally Leah, disagree.
0: and we like lose maybe this like side of Ebony side of Ebony that we don't really like.
1: And, but definitely lose Leah and Sonia. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Those are the two. And I think, but here's the thing. If Bethany did come back, I think her and Leah, I think she would destroy Leah. I, I know that oh, she yeah. recommended her back in the day. I think it would be Bethany. I think they would kind of point her in that direction. Mm-hmm. I think Bethany would be there to just decimate Leah. Mm-hmm. Like, who the fuck she? She would expose
0: you? her for exactly all the reasons that you, you know, you claim that she's a, that you think that she's fraudulent, she would expose all of that in the most delicious way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pray for that. Do you want anyone else from the past to come back? Anyone else that we are overlooking that should come back regardless of the cast?
0: Uh, From Roni? Yeah. Mm. I mean, other than Bethany, I'm trying to think. I mean obviously I would love and I would love Alex and Simon to still be, you know, tr- to come back and to still be social climbers, but unfortunately I think they've become like evolved peaceful people in Australia. So Let me tell you, honey.
1: Alex and Simon, oh, I've tried, honey. They don't want nothing to do. They're very lovely people, but they want nothing to do with housewives. It's it's unfortunate they do not truly like step, matured and evolved. They do not want to step behind the velvet rope. They know, <laughs> they know, they know my game. I smile and I laugh, but they know what is lurking behind these evil eyes of mine. And they know that <laughs> wisely their experience up behind the velvet rope would not end well. It would end in headlines all over the world. Mm-hmm, somehow. Right. So they really, they, yeah, they've evolved those two. I unfortunately. Yeah. No more Simon in his red leather pants on Watch What Happens singing his rap.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, Alex McCord, I don't know why I need to now wax rhapsodic about Alex McCord, but she truly is like such a good human being. Like if you watch those early seasons, she's such a good, authentic human being who never really gets in the fray. And is a, I thought she was like, I think that Alex McCord will remain one of the best housewives we've ever had in spirit in like just the way that she behaves and in her storyline. Like I I would love to see her come back. But as you said, she has no... She doesn't want to step into the sun like Thirsty, like Chandler and I as thirsty podcasters (laughs) do.
1: You know what it is? It's almost like, well, I was going to say, it's almost like Alex was before her time. It's like she wasn't rich, Upper East Side, like at that time. So she stuck out. And you're like, I don't know. No one cared. They're like, I want the Countess and I want Ramona and all her riches. Now that we've evolved with our housewives in the world, it's like Alex would fit in better now. Oh, yeah.
0: Totally. And would provide way more entertainment than, than Sonia in the bath. I think if we couldn't get Alex back, I would bring back, uh, not Tinsley, but her mother. I would like to see Dale (laughs) with this cast.
1: Dale is always welcome. I would say Alex or Tins or Jules Weinstein. I want Jules. Jules never liked her, but man, her life has changed a lot.
0: Well, so I'm I didn't like her on the season. So yeah. What, what's changed about her life that you'd want her to come back?
1: Well, she's live, I think it's West Palm beach. She lives in Florida. So, but, you know, that's a technicality, please. Like she wouldn't rent an apartment or something. And right. But I mean, like the whole thing with her husband, like she's getting divorced and like, she's accused of, I don't know for sure. I think like th- Physical violence, like I think she oh, okay. hit him or something like that. She's in, she's she's she has a rap sheet now, like all the rest. Oh my like, <laughs> down in West Palm Beach, I think she hit her husband, but they're going through a nasty divorce or their divorce. And these are all like assumptions. I don't know the actual charges or who did what, but she's she's literally gotten messy of like alcohol, like in public intoxication and she's the right age. She looks yeah. the part. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think we really got to know a true, I think coming back as a single girl, she would be wild. Interesting.
0: Right. Yeah. With a messy divorce. It's like, that would be fascinating to watch. Um, speaking of divorces and not to take over, this podcast. So No, I was just going to
1: say we're never going to get to the Beverly Hills stuff. I was thinking (laughs) we're never, never. I know I'm looking at the time too. I was just thinking we're never going to get there because we have so much going on with New York, but we can do a nod to Erica for a minute.
0: Well, I would love to, but can I ask you one question beforehand? You could. Okay. This is a burning question I have and it's something I'm really wrestling with. Why did, do you know, living in New York, Insider Scoop, Friends with the Housewives, Friends with the Land, why did Bethany and Jason break up? I don't know the answer to this question and I need to know.
1: Like the root of it all?
0: Yeah. Like wh- what really happened there?
1: That I don't know, but let me tell you something. I once was in Tribeca near where Mr. Hoppy lives. And I was at like a Barnes and Noble and there he was with Bryn. And I was like, he could sense, I think like, oh, here's the gay guy. And he's like, I was like... <laughs> I'm not one not to go up to someone, but I got a vibe. Of, I mean, like, what am I going to say? Like, I'm such a, I'm such a fan of your work. Like, like, you represented yourself so. So I'm like, I don't even know what my opening line would be here. And Bryn was right, but then Bryn was in the bathroom. oh no this was i mean i was like i'm not going nowhere i got i got some time bryn was in the bathroom like now he's alone so you can't even use bryn as an as an excuse but i was like i just i got the vibe of like don't you fucking come really i mean i I think if like i recognized him from some sports team at the local y but i think to go up and say what like (laughs) you, you and Bethany were such a classic TV couple. Like I'm I was like, rooting for you. <laughs> I was like, I just, I got a vibe and I was like, this man does not want to be engaging with any housewives fan, but oh my gosh. I don't know, but you know what? Kudos to Bethany. Cause she gets, he's, he was cute. And Paul is cute. She gets cute guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah.
0: Bethany's also hot as shit and super rich. So kudos to her, but it makes sense, you know? I mean, but, Lauren, I would, I would venture a guess that Bethany was just Bethany.
1: That's what I was going to say. I mean, oh, let's really? just, uh, I mean, how and what planet could Bethany be easy to date? Right. I mean, no, no offense. I'm sure I'm a nightmare to date. I mean, I'm single, like as we discussed at the beginning of this step, but I at least know how to believe it or not. I'm a very laid back person in the world. I'm just not laid back with work. But socially, I know how to just be like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm not sure Bethany knows how to really just be like, it's all fine. Who cares?
0: See, see, that's, that's where actually I think maybe you've enlightened me because we, we watched her paint him through Carol Radziwill as like a psycho stalker Mm -hmm. ex emailing her abusive stuff. But I was watching the scene where he, they're at a bar season two or season three of Roni and he is He's broad. He is muscular. He is tan. He is hot. He's leaning into her. And he's saying, I'm ready for the next step. You're the woman for me. I mean, it's literally every woman's fantasy. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and I'm, I looked at the screen and I thought, who is this man? And how did he become the psycho that we learned he was eventually? And so maybe he didn't and he, and that's the truth. And it was Bethany. And we always see things on Dumois and other sites about people who have dated him or gone on dates because he's always on Bumble or whatever. And they always give like rave reviews or at least say that he's like a very nice guy.
1: See, (sighs) I, I mean, at least in the beginning, that's what I thought. He had the parents in Pennsylvania. His brother passed away. Like, that's not easy. I'm not, I I I think maybe like Jason knew who she was, but maybe he just like, listen, it's one thing to say you're signing up for all this, like the cameras and everything. I don't really think Jason knew what he was getting into. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, sure. When there's a show and you love her and there's now there's a little money for you in the bank account, but I don't think, I think Jason thought his life would be more normal. I don't even mm. mean being on reality TV. I just think Bethany is probably up at 4 a.m. The work starts and she's working until midnight and it's work, Mm -hmm. work, work. And I need to be a billionaire. A multimillionaire Mm -hmm. is not enough.
0: Those jeans aren't going to sell themselves.
1: No. So I don't know about (laughs) Roni, but I think that, I mean, the fact that the reunion is pushed off is certainly not a good sign. And I think like, I think this has to be like an orange County crisis where they just Mm -hmm. have to do something drastic. And I don't, I really think if this was Leah's intention, it's backfired because this like, and here's what I think is really the truth. Ramona is just like, you know, in, you know, the season she's in last season. And she's like, Ramona, just keep your mouth shut. Like you've seen Kristen come, you've seen Jules come, Jill mm-hmm. go. Like Ramona's like, let the world love Leah for five years, seven yep. years, two years. This, let's just let her go. Yeah. She speaks up. She does her job, but she's like, just let Leah do her thing mm-hmm. and she'll be gone. Cause I know how, I think mm-hmm. Ramona knows How this works. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's a mastermind of the show. I do. I really do. And I think she's just like, just let herself destruct, even if she has five years. Who cares? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have 20 years. I think maybe in five years at 70 years old, they might not have Ramona on. I mean, Ramona's 65, man. But (laughs) listen, she has to pay like her, it's she's keeping herself together. She's like, this is a business investment. I don't think Ramona's going anywhere. I really think it will be Sonia and Leah. And I don't know. I don't know. I think that's it.
0: I, I hope that the Roni's final episode, like if Rony ever ends, I hope the final episode is Ramona's funeral. Like I want to continue watching this woman until she is like under the earth. Maybe Mario is singing effortless in the background.
1: (laughs) Mario, we will, the next time you guys come back, we'll do a Beverly Hills because we've like basically run out of time. We were going to chat about Erica. Sorry, everyone. But like this really was, I mean, I didn't realize how much we actually had to break down Roni and this crisis of a season. I do have someone coming on next week who is rumored to be in the mix or not in the mix, but the rumor is that people have reached out to her to talk to her about coming on okay someone okay. you know that checks the diversity box i mean i'm okay. but like i who i think would be fucking phenomenal love this person
0: so can you tell us who, or do we just need to look at your roster next week <laughs> and make a guess? <laughs>
1: yeah. You need to look at the roster next week.
0: Yes. I mean, no, I
1: mean like we, 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 you'll, it'll be obvious the day it yeah. is because we talk totally. about Roni and like, oh, okay. come on, honey. Like, what can you tell me and have you been contacted and what's that like? And would you do it? And is, is your real, is your family really on board for all this that's coming and that so that's coming. So, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess I really I think that I can't judge Roni because I live here. I think, I really don't think I have an objective mm. way to judge it. Although you live here, but I feel that people hate it way more than I do. I was even speaking last night to one of the housewives of Miami and she was like, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I can't watch it. I I can't watch right. it. I, I stopped weeks ago, weeks ago. I think- so people don't watch it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, also I, think that the other yeah. like Keystone franchises are also faltering. And so it's this bigger fatigue.
1: I agree. I asked when housewives come on, I asked them all the time, like, can this go on forever? We don't have the real world. The, the real world is off the air people. And we thought that would last forever. So, I mean, I think it's fatigue. I really think personally, and then we'll wrap up. I think that Salt Lake is such a great Addition, but I think that tipped the scales, and that now with another franchise, it is on all the time. I think that did it. I think it's too much. Housewives, if you really break Mm -hmm. it down, it's all the same.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. it's different
1: in some, but it's all the same. There's no story. At least on Below Deck, people are at work. You could Mm go overboard. Like it's they need something different. They do
0: right. Can wait? Can I say one thing about Erica Jane? Yes. This is my parting Please words. Please say something. Okay. You and our podcast gave an amazing like conspiracy theory about Erica and Tom. And so, and that basically they're potentially in cahoots. It's all in the realm of imagination and conjecture. But you did say that. I think that a smoking gun happened in the last episode when, she, when Erica was talking with um, Kyle and saying that she would watch that she was watching Tom decline and I think that that was the smoking gun that they are actually in cahoots. And this is something that they this is a plan that they're now executing because she's now trying to paint him as declining, which fits into the narrative that he's trying that his lawyers are trying to say he has mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's a really big thing that sh- that that was a slip for her, I think.
1: And you think she said that, uh, right. Cause just quickly, like I had this thing where like Tom came home. I mean, Erica came home and the dog ran to her and it was dark, he turned <laughs> on the lights. And Tom is <laughs> sitting there at that long dining room and he's already down to bottle of wine. And he's literally been sitting in the dark for seven hours yeah. and Erica's like, <laughs> you're scaring me. And he's like, sit down. And he's like, <laughs> you got to pack your bags. And I am the most brilliant lawyer in the world. And you will never speak to me again. And you're not just going to file for divorce work. This is going to get ugly yeah. in the press and we are going to yep. convince everyone. That's still what I think happened. But wait, so you think when she said to Kyle, he's declining that it was on purpose and it wasn't true. And she's just like, let me drop this. Cause like, this is what's about to happen.
0: Well, this is we, his best defense right now. So he doesn't yeah. spend the rest of his life in prison is that he has Alzheimer's. And so that was her, you know, p- p- you know, sowing that seed, planting that seed for his case.
1: I have convinced you already to this, My, I, I I'm <laughs> convinced I am convinced I am convinced. I think they're the same person. I think their love actually mattered. Like, I think they were really in love. I think it's a real, relationship and I think that he worked for her Erica's on the cold side so Mm -hmm, I think and not for nothing when everyone says Erica's an ice queen and she's calculated well like I'm I'm a lawyer I don't practice anymore like that's a lawyer like Tom like Erica thinks like a lawyer I think they were the perfect match for each other and I think the problem I really do think when the world is closing in on you and you've done something wrong you never I mean not I haven't done anything, but <laughs> it sounds like I speak from experience. But I think that I think that you don't I think no matter how I just think like, if something is coming for you and then it goes away, like, Holy shit, this is the month and it's 2018 it's over. And then it doesn't happen. And then you think at Christmas, nine months later, like, I think when it's coming for you and then it doesn't come, you keep saying like, I'm going to fucking get away from this. And I think when it came, it was too late. It was because that's how it works. You never change your entire life. You always think there's that 1% hope. And I think when it came, it was too late. And if they were at of this by a year, they would have gotten a divorce Mm -hmm. and then the money would have been there and it would have been, it would have worked. I think Tom is brilliant. It would have worked. And I think Erica's like, just buckle off. And that's not to say she knew. I don't think she did know in that scenario that I'm not defending Erica. I'm just saying, I think that they're in this together. And this is his last act of, I love you. And I could live another 20 years, but I am older and I am going to give you the life. And it was just like, Inside, she's like, "This is the, this is my savior. This man, I mean, has right? Me That's a beautiful once again, story. right?" And I'm and I'm a cynical person. I'm not, like i yeah. Like this isn't like I mean, but I think this was his last act of like I saved you in the club. I saved you here. I'm gonna save you. I really hey, someone did. called Nicholas Sparks. I'm crying. That was stunning. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I said this in the beginning. I'm standing by it. I'm convinced this happens. All right, where can everybody find you guys online?
0: Um, thank you for asking. We are at Pop Apologists. Pop Apologists on Instagram, and our podcast is called Pop Apologists on wherever podcasts are found. Everyone needs to tune in. You guys will have to come back
1: again. We'll have to like think of love another to. topic. We'll do like anytime. another time. This was really fun. I'll come on yours anytime too. Everyone, thank you for listening. You guys are great. Keep in touch, and everyone needs to listen to your show too.